1: There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor.
0: I hope you wore elastic, because your waistband's going to get tight. time's done. We're having a night. Hi, guys. Hello. It's the end of the
1: year. Yeah. It's the most wonderful time. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ari, and you're listening to Having a Night, the podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party. And today, we are sitting here with our incredible producer, whose name you've probably heard many, many, many times, Rebecca Cobert.
2: Hi. (laughs) Long-time listener, first-time speaker. (laughs) Well, sometimes
1: you probably... Our listeners have heard your voice, because sometimes you'll peep in with, like, a a correction. Like, that's (laughs) not... You guys are wrong. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But we have her on today because there's been a huge gap in our conversation about the holidays, the gap being Hanukkah.
1: Yeah. Even though Sophie and I have both celebrated Hanukkah in our lives, uh, we have yet to talk about it, and Rebecca's more of an expert than we are. This episode, we're mostly going to be talking about New Year's Eve, but first, we wanted to talk about some Hanukkah traditions. Yeah.
2: Squeeze in some Hanukkah. Yeah. I feel like squeezing in Hanukkah is like the right way to go about it, Hanukkah's not that big of a deal. What do you mean? Hanukkah is kind of an overblown holiday because it tends to coincide with the holiday season, but like Jews are on the lunar calendar, so like things happen as they do. I think there's a rhyme or reason I never paid attention in Hebrew school. So this year, Hanukkah and Christmas actually coincide, which is great. Fully coincide. They fully coincide. The first day is the 23rd. Yeah, so that means the first night of Hanukkah is the 22nd. Every Jewish holiday starts the night before.
0: Love that. Yeah. Ooh, having a night, having a Jewish night. Yeah,
2: sure. Yeah, love it. I heard some klezmer music in the background of
0: that. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Well, I also just realized, like, I mean, the Jews, I can include myself in this, obviously, yeah. we have a lot more holidays than, I mean, yeah. listen, yeah. Yeah. You've, um, got, you've got yeah. Easter, you've got Christmas, but we've got, you've got a Yom Kippur, you've got a Rosh Hashanah, you've got a ha- Hanukkah, Passover. you've got a Hanukkah. Yeah. yeah, so we have a lot of
2: holidays and a lot that are more... Important to the Jewish people than Hanukkah. But Hanukkah is great when you're a kid and you're growing up and all of your friends are having Christmas and you feel a little left out. Totally. But yeah, Hanukkah, I mean, it's fun. It's like a light, nice holiday. It's eight days long. When you're a kid, that means you get eight days of presents. They're usually smaller than, like, a Christmas present. Yes. I will say that. Like, it's not like on Christmas when people go to the tree and they have all these, like, big things. They're in PlayStations. Like, if you're getting a PlayStation, that's night one. And then the other nights, you're getting, like, barrettes. Oh, you, you wouldn't know? want to
1: end on a big thing? Yeah, party. I was no, going to
2: say. So... It, man. In my family, we started with the big thing. Wow. Oh, I would Just definitely want off of
0: Increase. Yeah, exactly. I would yeah. want to ease in. Start with that barrette and finish with yeah. the place. I think it's
2: because by night eight, my mom is like, am I really still coming home early from work for this? Like, I think <laughs> yeah. night, one is, night one and night two are like usually the bigger nights That's for true. holidays. And so you kind of like gave her all of those. And by night eight, you're like, I've had kind a lot of, of right." Yeah, like we've been doing this. Like yeah. we're technically still celebrating, but like.
0: Eh. And what's the food situation yeah. around Hanukkah?
2: Yeah, so the whole point of Hanukkah is fried stuff. So like, the, oh, yeah. So the oil is the important part of the story of Hanukkah. What? Or, yeah. So basically, there's a the larger story of Burning Hanukkah. Oil for I'm reason. not gonna get into of it. Of course. Yeah. I didn't so, realize we were
0: talking about cooking oil. Yeah,
2: yeah. So the oil <laughs> that was only supposed to last one night but lasted eight until you're able to find more in a big for famous the, temple back mm-hmm, in day. It was like the big temple, but (laughs) the oil lasts a long time. So the eternal light can stay lit until we can get more oil. So the oil is the miracle. That's the miracle of Hanukkah. So the frying is the thing that's important. So like when we think of Hanukkah foods, we think latkes, which are these potato pancakes that are usually bound by either matzo meal or flour and egg and egg, of course. And it's Equal amounts onion and potato. That's good to know. Like it's an oniony delicious thing, it's and then you top it. Very good. It's so good, and then you top it usually with like either applesauce, which is my favorite, or sour cream, which mm-hmm. is equally good. There's a whole dichotomy going on, and I'm like, guys, just have two latkes, and then Wait, we have so both
1: toppings. Wait, can't you have both that's- toppings on one latka? Absolutely, that's what I do. Oh. That I mean, it feels almost like a pierogi. I think a
0: lot yeah. of people do sour cream and applesauce. Yeah, at the same time, Rebecca's like, "What? I have always oh, like,
2: separated." Who
0: <gasps> are you? That's very strange. I, I gotta do both. I gotta have that sweet and that salty. I'm yeah. only in the salty camp. Really? I want. Oh yeah, I want sour cream. P.S. I don't want creme fresh. I want sour cream. Yeah. Huh? Okay. And I want um, a little bit of black pepper, <laughs> and. Some salmon roe, if it's around, yeah, mm. isn't that mm. so yummy? Yeah, just that is for an really yummy. extra kick of uh, salt.
2: Yeah, yeah. and um, texture. Yeah, so yeah, latkes.
0: Now, are the do big you like one. it thick? Do you like it thin? How crispy? What color are
2: we talking? So there are a few different ways to do it. I feel like when my Nana made them, they were more similar to like a hash brown. They were pretty thin, they were a little more scraggly. Like there was clearly some sort of binding pancake that was in the middle, but then the rest of it kind of just like frayed out. Yeah. Like all these like little strands of shredded potato. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was pretty thin and very crispy. And you just need it to be wide enough, like a flat disc to hold your toppings. But I personally like them when they're a little bit cakier, so a little bit thicker. I don't always like frying my own latkes because it's really hard to get that smell out of your house. True. So I, there are a few trusted brands of frozen latkes, <gasps> and it Whoa. sounds sacrilegious, but Golden's brand of frozen latkes are phenomenal. And you just put, them, you in the put oven? them in the oven, or you could thaw them and then. Fry and them. fry them and then that's a little bit less stinky but
0: if you're putting them in the oven how are you getting that eternal oil into them so it's more you're not right? you're not yeah <laughs>
2: you're evoking the spirit of doing the thing that you're actually supposed to do jelly donuts are the other big one um and i always just pick up donut holes from dunkin donuts Yeah. You know? yum they're delicious and they're small. I don't need a full donut. I need a little one and I'm not making my own donut. Let no. me tell you that. Oh come on. Um, no,
1: when there's so many great donut places all around, why would you? Yeah. So if the latka is the
0: centerpiece, yes. what else are we what else are we are the classic things to eat with the latkas?
2: Right. So it really depends, because sometimes you're just having latkas on their own. You're just having a little latke party and you can really fill up on those things. They're dense. Um, But if you're having it in the context of, like, a family dinner, usually you'd have, yeah, like, a brisket or a chicken and some greens. You keep it pretty classic on Hanukkah. I feel like New York Times always wants to do, like, here are all these Hanukkah recipes. And I'm like, oh, I'm about to learn something new. And then you just find out they've just chosen a general collection of not Hanukkah-related Ashkenazi recipes. And I'm like, I'm not making a noodle kugel. No. On Hanukkah, because why would I? I'm not having rugelach at Hanukkah, because why would I? It's, you just, know? Basically it's like, just basically like a, hey, you're Jewish. <laughs> yeah, it's just like a bloop of just Jew stuff and like Ashkenazi Jewish stuff too. Like I don't want to lump where diasporic people. So like my lotka tradition, my Hanukkah tradition is very much like Ashkenazi Jews by way of New York, mm. and that's its own thing. Because I think in like Sephardic or Mizrahi households, they have instead of jelly donuts, there are these fritter donuts that usually have like orange zest in them and yeah. that drizzled in honey mm. sign me up that's what i want wow. yeah um and then usually instead of just potato latkes you might have some that have parsnips in them or a zucchini mm. um and you have all these different types of vegetable fritters um which are really lovely and it's a good way to kind of mix up <clears throat> your traditional hanukkahs to just fry more shit um, you can always find more stuff. Apparently, I was reading this article in The Atlantic. That is the most serious thing I've said today thus far. Um, <laughs> this guy, this is from a few years ago, is going into like the history of the latka. Because apparently, latka in Yiddish just means little pancake. So, the potato part of it, like when you say potato latka, it's actually not redundant because it's not a given that it'll be made out of potato. Oh. Because he's like, potatoes were brought from the New World. Like, that's a relatively new thing. It's true.
0: They're originally so, Latin American.
2: Yeah. So, so what were they so, before? What could you make it out of? Right. So for a while, especially in like Eastern Europe, they weren't even made in oil. They were made in schmaltz, which is oh, no, know, that's what that was my question. Um, and then usually with like crushed barley or rye or something. Mm. But prior to then, in the true oil fashion. They apparently came from Italian Jews who would make fried cheese, like fried ricotta. Oh hell yeah! And that was Those the original. My people, latke um, was oh. fried cheese. Apparently, there is some connection that was made from medieval Jews because I don't think people read so well in the medieval times. Um, they connected the story of Judith with the story of Judah Maccabee and Hanukkah. Apparently, that that doesn't make sense, but Judah has been associated with dairy mm. and. So, it used to be more about having dairy products in Hanukkah. Oh. And so they would fry up the ricotta, and that was That's the original version of like using the oil to celebrate. Wow. So, you could fry up cheese, you could fry up some halloumi, you could fry up more ricotta. I'm into that. Or mozzarella stick, really. Oh my God. I
0: <laughs> I didn't on. know. I really, I can't believe I didn't know it was just a fried holiday.
1: M- me neither. You like make some tempura. <laughs> Good. So you can- What's what's the
0: thing that I'm thinking of? What's the big NFL thing? Football. It's the Super Bowl. This is a Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: So it's basically a Super Bowl um, foods. Tater yeah. tots, fried little chicken wings.
2: Yeah, it's fair food mm-hmm. Ooh, in fair a way. Food. I mean, personally, I don't really like eating fried food. I'm the type of person that like certain things are delicious when fried, latkes are delicious when fried. Like I don't need everything to be fried. Like even if given like the, no one's judging you, no one's looking, no one cares. Like I don't want the fried I Oreo. I don't see the point. I'm with you.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But a good fried chicken is really life changing. But a mediocre fried chicken, I don't want. Mm.
2: Yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of like fresh hot out the fryer, <laughs> still covered in oil. That goodness, that's Hanukkah. You fry it, you eat it. You get a present, and then you get to do it all again the next day. You light the candle,
1: you say the prayer. Yeah, the we also have the Hanukkah,
2: which is nice, and you light a new candle. So you have the um, Shemash, which is the one in the middle. That one's always lit. And then for each day, you add on a new candle, and then the last night, you have all eight days.
0: It is very beautiful because it involves burning flames, which is just beautiful.
2: So romantic. I love it. Is. It. it is. It is. Uh, gelt. We have gelt, Yeah. So gelt means money, and then the gelt that you buy in the store is obviously chocolate money, which is almost as good as real money. Um, <laughs> and the type that you get at like a CVS is not real chocolate. I don't know what it is. It is wax. Um, mm-hmm. I had a Hanukkah party one year, and my roommate's dog got into it and ate several bags of this gelt. And didn't it die because it wasn't chocolate. Probably I don't know what oil. It, it's probably like yeah. Weird it's hydrogenated it's oil. bad. But there are good versions of gelt. If you go to like a real chocolate shop, they now make it, mm. um, and you can get like even just like a Godiva or something, Ooh. and wow. you can get some action. Because it's like, what's the point of eating chocolate that it, that's wax when you could eat chocolate that's chocolate? But
0: to me, like the memory of gelt has such a particular flavor. First of all, you get mm. that little you know, mesh yeah. sack. Yep. And then yeah. you can't figure out how to open it. So you end up cutting it open. I mean, mm-hmm. And then you like it. the outside is so cold. And then mm-hmm. that chocolate, it, it is really waxy, yeah. but it's such a particular flavor. Yeah. It's not like a Hershey's kiss. It's its own thing. Yeah. It has its
2: own thing. But yeah, cause then you play dreidel, dreidel. Love that. Um, which I mean, that's why like it's a children's holiday. That is not a game that is fun as an adult. It is very simplistic. It really does
0: feel to it's me like, like the Jews of America. were like, you know <laughs> Our poor Jewish kids. Everybody else is celebrating Christmas. we got to give them something. Yeah. And yeah. they made this holiday to make them feel better.
2: So that's Hanukkah. Any any other so, knowledge bombs that you want to drop? Not really. I Of all things for me to speak about, especially Jewish-related, Hanukkah is probably the one I'm least well-versed on. So I'm, I'm happy to be here to talk about it. But, yeah, I mean, it's a nice time. You have some latkes. You have some donuts. Maybe you fry some other stuff. You might have dreidels around. You probably won't unless you have kids. They're really quite boring. You might have some guilt. Yeah, so this year Hanukkah really coincides with quick Christmas, so you can kind of do a fun combo pack, which is nice because a latke really is a side dish for like a feast of the seven fishes. You can have a latke with the creme fraiche and the roe Very or the true. caviar, and just kind of do a combo pack, which is fun Love and it. brings everyone together.
0: Just dovetailing off of what you just said, I want to say you could do. A Feast of the Seven Fishes slash latkes, because now I'm picturing a lotka with, like, a smoked trout dip. Right. Mm-hmm. With a smoked salmon, a thin yeah. layer of smoked salmon. Yeah. Uh, salmon eggs, as we said. Caviar, if you want to go down that route. I mean, For suddenly. Sure. It, it opens a whole, up a, a whole lot of. Oh, yeah, 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 I mean, I a lot of a Ashkenazi yeah. foods.
2: I mean, it's a lot of fish because it's. You know, you can have it with dairy and stuff. Yeah, it's not considered right. meat. There's a lot of smoked fish that you can get into, some herring, but no shellfish and that mm. kind of. Yeah, oh. so I'm doing a feast of the seven fishes slash Hanukkah gathering this year, and it will not be kosher. It will have shrimp. It will have mollusks. Yeah. It will have all that fun trafe. Trafe, trafe. <laughs> yeah.
0: Happy Hanukkah, everyone. second part of our episode is all about what's happened and what's to come is that fair to say
1: yeah it's new year's it's a big one too i always feel like the end of the decade is really powerful i'm surprised
0: that people haven't been making a bigger deal about this being the end of a decade like i thought that they would have started at the beginning of 2019 being like hey guys like celebration of the 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 naughties the 2010s the how do you call it the The uh, the teens the teens teens. But no know, one talked about it till yeah. suddenly New York Magazine like two weeks ago was like,
1: hey. I, I also agree. I think that because this year and maybe the past few years have been so horrendous and there's so many other things that people are worried about that suddenly it's December and everyone's like, oh, what were your top ten favorite things about uh, about the past ten years? Like everyone's just yeah. fitting it in right <laughs> yeah. now. And then I also think we've all looked back and been like, not that much. Not that much. Cool, social media, you know, like. Yeah. Ugh everyone's really ready, including me, including me. I mean, one good thing came out of this past year though. Impeachment? No. Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> our podcast, oh Stop. Stop. I mean, also impeachment. I mean, only time will tell. Remains it's to be seen, but foot, you know, but.
0: technical impeachment. Yes. Um, our podcast, that is a great thing that came out of 2019. Yeah. I can't
1: believe it's only been this year. We've really learned a lot over the past year. We've learned
0: so much. It's crazy. I mean, we learned all about Amaro. We learned about sake.
1: We learned about wines in so many different ways. We did. I feel like I learned a lot. I really upped my my drinking knowledge. Me too. Yeah. I hope 2020
0: has like a different feel, as in in the world, not our podcast. I hope 2020 has a different feel than 2019, because
2: 2019 was rough.
0: I know.
1: Oh. Well, one way to do that,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think, is
1: I, I think I need to throw slightly more dinner parties mm. this year. Because even though we've been doing this show about dinner parties, something with, I don't know, I moved and I did a bunch of plays this year. I feel like I actually threw less, I hate to say this, but I threw less dinner parties in 2019. And maybe that's why 2019 was such a bummer. Oh. I think if you want to make, like, kick off the new decade, right, like, invite people over. To your home. (laughs) Yes,
0: it's true. I mean, well, actually, so on this vein, that's what I'm doing for actual New Year's. I think I'm having like 18-ish people over Mm -hmm. to my apartment. We're going to do a big Spanish feast. Oh, my gosh. Something we learned, how to make paella
1: with David Tannis. I think that was my favorite moment, podcast moment of 2019.
0: Uh, Me too. Me too. Very special. So we're basically going to steal his menu, steal his skills. Well, Mm. I mean... A shabby version of his skills. And we're going to do a big paella night and, you know, have like shishito peppers and chorizo and all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, you can't do pan con tomate because Mm. it's the middle of winter. True. Yeah, I feel like inviting people over is just such a good way to kick off kick off the year and remind yourself that you have friends and and that probably they like to eat and drink.
1: Yeah, it's a good resolution too to be like I'm just going to it's not big, you're not saying you're not setting some insane goal, just like I'm going to try and have people over once a month. Yeah. And cook for them and enjoy their company. What is your what's your New Year's plan? I'm going to be in LA. Mhm. Um, and I think we're cooking. Oh, so but you guys are renting a house? Yes. It's very unclear to me how many people will be there. So I'm kind of not in control, which is hard. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I I, I hope that I get to, to cook, but I, I'm not sure what, what the plan is. But, okay, if I had my druthers, it would yeah. be... It's L.A., so probably like some... Light, fresh, vibrant. I think, like, kick off 2020 with, like, I don't know, some seafood. And <laughs> even though I'm ending 2019 with seafood, with seven fishes, you just can't get enough seafood. Yeah. But with, like, that great California produce with a lot of citrus. Oh, oh my God. The citrus. Mm-hmm. It's mind blowing. Well, I was just picturing for you a huge baby gem salad
0: with, like, <laughs> go on. A huge baby gem salad, maybe with a buttermilk dressing. Maybe avocado in there, too. Because yeah. right. those baby gems are so gorgeous. And you could add some radicchio. Yeah. Maybe like um, the Castle Veltrano. Mm-hmm. Nope, those are olives. Yes. What am I thinking of? Um, ca- ca- Endive? Ca- no, no, no. It's like a form of radicchio that's just longer. Oh, Herbal buttermilk salad, and then maybe like a. Ooh, it's funny. We were looking up salmon recipes, like slow roasted salmon recipes,
1: mm-hmm. and a couple oh, of them right. had mm-hmm. citrus in them. Yes. Like that might be a really delicious thing. There is that Alison Roman slow roasted one with, yeah. um, I think, like. Blood orange or Meyer lemon, but I've done it so many times. Oh, oh. I mean, what's seafood? Maybe I'll just find some amazing local seafood purveyor. I'm sure there are a million. You've gotta go to Santa be, Monica
0: Seafood. Yes. The
1: best place in the oh, whole I'm Angeles. just gonna go there and be like, give me everything. Not everyone loves fish, the people I'm staying with, so maybe we'll do a surf and turf.
0: That's always fun. I always think about surf and turf too.
1: Yeah. Would you guys do lobsters? What if you did a lobster bisque? But a lobster is not from California, is it? Isn't that like yeah. flown in from Maine? That maybe. feels. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, well, you could do a bunch of. You could start with a
0: bunch of West Coast oysters. Yes. Although it sounds like if people don't all like fish, then maybe it's they okay. Don't I'll eat oysters. them. Oysters. Yeah. Chris exactly. and I will eat start them. Start with a bunch
1: of that, then you could do a big. Ooh, and like some kind of grapefruit salad. mignonette.
0: Yeah. I saw
1: grapefruit everywhere. Well, I was gonna say you could try to
0: work citrus into every dish. Yeah. If you had time, you could make like a big, beautiful grapefruit souffle ooh,
1: or lemon souffle. Ooh, you know what? This time of year, I always want, yeah, like a citrus in a cake, like a yeah. like a blood orange pound cake. Oh my gosh. Um, yes. A
0: Meyer lemon angel food cake. Sure. Wait, I just had an idea. Oh, you should. something. Mm-hmm, you could make a really beautiful lemon shrub because Meyer lemons are basically not. So Meyer lemons and bears limes are both. Really not sour versions of citrus. Yeah. So like instead of mixing in a bunch of sugar, you could almost just juice a bunch of those. Maybe add a little bit of sugar and then do like that with vodka and some sparkling Ooh, water. Yes.
1: Yes. Oh. Yeah. Sorry, I'm I just like, want like I'm in a light. citrus
0: reverie.
1: Bright, like kind of tangy. Yeah. Yes. I love that. So let's think about. Or talk about some of our favorite things that we've cooked over the past year. Yeah, sure. Some highlights. I remember from kind of, I think it was still cold out, you made that chicken korma. Ooh. That was so good. Mm. Like, now that it's cold again, I really want to make it. Yeah. Oh, we made tortellacci. Was that this past year? Yeah, of course. Wow. I'm making some today. That's why I had to stop at the farmer's market on my way here. To get spinach? No, to get ricotta. Mm. Yes.
0: Our dinner, our our taco dinner party, that was pretty great. I had never used my sous vide to do chicken thighs, just like a huge thing of them, and I put all of the marinade into the bag so they were cooking in the marinade. That was like delicious and so easy. So
1: easy. Truly a one pot slash one bag, most of the meal. Yeah. The cleanup was great. And you could
0: have a guac guy you know he he has a place to show his skills exactly if you're it's, doing a taco
1: night it's a very welcoming environment to taco is. party what about like fun dinners that we had fun parties um we had our oscars party <gasps> that's true the
0: oscars party that was a really good party actually yeah it was um i, d- I wore a very strange outfit i wish i hadn't worn that it's yeah okay.
1: what, what was the inspiration it was just 90s Right. I guess. That yeah. Of, yeah. Like, yeah. Meshy denim jacket. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Like a meshy denim jacket with a V-neck white tee. Actually, never mind. Now that I remember, <laughs> it was a theme. It was. It was on. It, it was, was on very point, on. But yeah, not very
1: attractive. Of um, course, we did a baked brie. How can we forget baked brie? Yes. <laughs> um, I still have because I bought so many pigs in a blanket because I thought uh-huh. every I I was like everyone's gonna eat like you know it's a long night people are gonna eat like a. At least four. So I think I had, I bought like 150 or something insane mm. or maybe just a hundred, but I still, but, cause then I brought them home and I still have some. Cause I think we had like 15
0: people. So at oh, wait, least, no, at no, least. you're right. Maybe we had like 22. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But we had so much other great food. We yeah. had dips, Hunter made those crackers. We yeah. had all sorts of things that no one ate. Those, and I must say, Trader Joe's, I love you for your frozen, uh, like, easy food slash snacks, but they're pigs in a blanket. They have, like, Parmesan on them, which mm. I, I don't want. I just want, like, a straight-up puff pastry. Me
0: too. I want it as simple as possible. So slightly disappointing. Now, here's a question.
1: Uh, what's your New Year's
0: resolution this year? Or do you do a resolution? No. Do you? Yeah. Huh. But usually the resolution is something very, um, concrete. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't do like, I want to be nicer to people this year, but I'll, do, so a couple years ago I did no shopping, like oh, no right. buying cool. any apparel or anything to wear. I kind of think I might do that again. Do that
1: again. Maybe I should do that. Come on board. <gasps> How many months? A year? Twelve? Oh, you do it the whole year? Yeah. Jesus. You're only allowed to buy something if
0: you have to replace, if it's like replacing.
1: I bet I could do that. Yeah, I'm sure you could.
0: Because then you just start finding things in your closet. Like, oh my God, this actually does go with this. Who knew?
1: Shop your own closet. So I think I might do that. Yeah. I think I might say I want to throw slightly more more dinner parties, even when I'm feeling not up to it. Especially because all these all of my um, friends who are not Sophie have recently moved to my neighborhood, like a bunch of them. So fun. And I kind of want to unite them because they're from all different parts of my life. One from high school, one from college, one uh, one another from high school. I mean, it's just Can I come?
0: I know sure. I live not in your neighborhood. Of but course you can. Thank you. Yeah. Um I think throwing more dinner parties is a very good resolution. I would like to, you know what? Oh my God. I'm saying my resolution on air so that you can hold me to it. Oh wow. That's
1: bold. I want to learn how to bake bread. (gasps) Ooh. I want to learn with you. Maybe we'll finally get my sister on the show. Yeah. I really want to learn how to bake
0: bread. I need to get a sourdough starter. You do. And I don't want to just make those speedy loaves that Mark Bittman is always talking about. I want to make, like, a proper bread. Where are you going to get your starter from? I don't know. Well, I think there's some, like, learn how to bake bread classes where you also get a starter at mm-hmm. the end. Mm-hmm. What a You know you have
1: to, like, treat it like a pet, right?
0: I'm Listen, you know I'm anti-pet, but I'm pro-treating my starter like but a I pet. But I feel like you're
1: always traveling, so who's going to feed it? Me? <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> maybe no, Harry will be, will be here. Someone, someone will feed, will feed it. it.
0: I'm not so worried about that. It's also like, I don't think you feed it every day. I
1: mean, it's not I like I feel like you have to feed it a lot. It's not like a house cat. I've definitely been <laughs> at home with my parents when my sister's out of town and they have her starter. And they're like, we got to go home early from this movie like, we and feed the starter. Wait, it's like every day at the same time? Or maybe it's like once a week. I don't know.
0: But there have definitely been like emergencies. <laughs> wow. I wonder if you can freeze a starter. Because did you know you can freeze... Yogurt, and then when you unfreeze it, it, it's the enzymes are so active, so you can make a new batch of yogurt. From wow, that. it's
1: like cryogenics of probiotics. Yeah, exactly.
0: Wow, cool. I did watch Austin Powers the other day, and wow, that movie is funny.
1: Good call. So he does obviously he gets frozen. I've funny. totally forgot about That is So stupid. <laughs> so it is so fun. He is so, he is an American gem. He wrote the whole thing. I think he's Canadian. You're right. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, Mike Myers. It's a North American you're a Canadian gem. gem. <laughs> God,
0: I do love Canadians. No hardcore resolutions for you, although maybe you'll do the no shopping with me.
1: Maybe I'll do that. I might also like, I have I have a guitar and I never play it. I mean, I, and I have it, it's like right next to my TV, so I have to look at it and I never play it. So I think just devoting at least a couple hours a week to get good again. Yeah. yeah. I would like to uh, propose a
0: food resolution to our listeners, which is food resolution slash like. You know, Ari and I talk so much about using local purveyors, not shopping on Amazon or delivery services. Yes, because if you aren't using like, I don't know, just Whole Foods deliver or like Instacart or Fresh Direct or any mm-hmm, of those mm-hmm. things, like you will go maybe to like your local cheesemonger and to your local fishmonger and your butcher. Yes, I mean, what a great way
1: of maintaining the fabric and flavor of your city. Wow, how well said. Mm, thank you. Yes, and you also will only shop for things you really need. You know, yeah. it's it's the same thing with gifts. I, I think because of the convenience of Amazon, everyone is getting things last minute. Yeah. And if you didn't have that, you could just be like, oh, I have to actually think harder and plan earlier about what I'm going to get this person. And therefore, that gift might be more special. Yeah.
0: Well, I also think, you know, in the year of, of no shopping that I did... I also noticed how much the feeling of wanting something disappears yeah you think that you want something so badly and then three days later suddenly you're like oh I, I kind of don't like it it suddenly the way that you obsess over something sort of starts to disappear That's so and beautiful. I mean things like fresh direct upsell you like crazy right so it's like well you have twenty two dollars in your cart if you spend another four dollars you get free. It'll be free delivery. And then like, you know, you spend four dollars on something or but it's so it's it's very bad for your wallet. It's bad for Oh, it's bad for a lot of things. Yeah. Plus, don't even get me started on the packaging.
1: That's why I've been making my cardboard ornaments. Yeah. Did everybody see that Ari made a having a night ornament? Yeah. So cute. Although I didn't use cardboard for like Amazon boxes for that one. That one is just a hack. It's, well, uh, it's a a cheat because we made coasters. I know you guys don't know that yet because we will unveil in 2020 some having a night merch. Yeah. Woo. But um, I took one of our coasters and just poked. A little hole in it, but I have. I think like a week ago, I said, "Okay, any more packaging that comes through this house, I am using the cardboard for ornaments, as opposed to just recycling, recycling it or throwing it out." Yeah. So it's been hard. It's been um, a challenge. There's a lot of cardboard. Yeah, there's uh, a lot of cardboard to get through, and it's it's been fun. I I mean, getting a hot glue gun was really. <sighs> Ari and I both love to get crafty, but I feel like we don't do that much of it. I wish I did more. No, I wish I did more, too, because I kind of want to get really good at it. I did learn to wire a lamp in 2019. That's big. Yeah, it's very easy. It's very easy. You just, like, find the positive and negative and, like, wrap the wires together. I mean, it's really hard, and only an expert can do it, and, like, you get certified and everything. No, so that was cool. That felt really good to, like, plug it in and be like, wow, this works. It works. Yeah. I mean, God,
0: I feel so... It's funny, like, typing on a computer and realizing just how far away I am from what is actually going on inside my computer. I have not a clue. <laughs> I mean, the fact that my computer is attached to a microphone, it, it just it boggles my mind.
1: Yeah.
2: But don't you think in cooking that that sort of bridge gets in a way, you, I, I'm not saying words because I'm sick, but you know what I mean? Like You're creating something from ingredients and you're using skills that you have and then you're nourishing the people that you love. So Yeah, I think that that's very cool. true. And it is, cooking is science. It's
0: alchemy of a sort.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think that's why we love to cook because it's, and we talked about this very early on, maybe in season one, but just to bring it back because this is the year-end recap. When you cook you get immediate results Mm -hmm. and you also kind of learn not to be too precious. You know, whereas with work, you might get really overwhelmed and not be able to sleep at night if something's not done right. But with cooking, it's kind of like, well, I made this thing, we're going to eat it. It's either going to be good or not. And then we're going to move on in a way it's ephemeral and and it's, it's just a great uh, thing to practice, I think, for your mental health as well as, Yeah. Totally. Everything
0: else. And like the idea that it's just dinner, meaning, yeah, if it
1: doesn't end up being that great, that's okay. It's, a, it's okay. It's okay a big deal. I must say, I, we have to congratulate ourselves, I'd say, because we, we've said it a million times, if, if you screw up, you can always order a pizza. We didn't have to order any pizzas this year. We
0: didn't. It's true. I've made some not so good things this year for sure. Mm-hmm. But... If it, if you're not cooking it for twelve people, like not so good is very different from inedible. Yes. So I feel like if it's still in the not so good camp, then we wouldn't order a pizza. If it was a net, ined- <gasps> oh my god! I did. I made a pasta for Harry that was completely inedible. Go on. Wait. I had ordered ordered. I was at Italy and I bought fresh made pasta because I didn't have the energy to make it myself. Tisk tisk tisk. Wait, it wasn't good. So. I had all of this really, really coarse kosher salt. Sure. So like not the regular Diamond brand, but mm-hmm. like a different like Whole Foods brand sure. that ended up being so coarse that I was like, oh, I can't use this for anything. But it's perfect for pasta water because it's easy. Yes. So I put in as much salt as I would put if if I were using uh, kosher salt or any other kind of salt. Cook the pasta. I mean, the level of salinity in this salt must have just been so much higher. It was and so it was just- inedible. So that was a really bad... I mean, if I had served that at a dinner party, I would have had to order a pizza. Yeah. Certainly.
1: Well, I'd say New Year's Eve in particular is one of those nights, much like Halloween, where it's like intimidatingly huge and and unavoidable. Yeah. So, and, and very high stress. And it's nice if you throw a dinner party, then everyone comes to you, but so often you get stuck, like you you want to go to a million parties and the traffic is terrible and you're like, it's cold out. It's just a high pressure situation. What would you, what advice would you give to like mitigate that? Or what's your ideal throwing one at home? Get out of Dodge. No.
0: So this is going to be the first year that I've actually been in New York, Mm. in the city since I was in high school, I think. Really? No, I haven't been in the city in ages partially because of the traffic and the subways are impossible, but I'm really excited actually to be here this year. Cause there's something that actually feels more low key about it because right. there's not the travel part. So it's like you do all of your shopping and then you can spend all of the day of new year's Eve prepping. And then new year's day, you know, you sit around on your couch. Yeah. But I think if you just look at it as like an, as an excuse to get dressed up and toast, to whatever is to come, then yes. it's not, I think there's the, you know what? I think there's a lot of stress on it because who are you going to kiss? Oh, I, I forgot I think it that's why that. there's pressure is because it's like, if I don't make out with someone on New Year's, what's the rest? What does that say about the rest of my year? No. <laughs> I've definitely felt that in my life. Really? <laughs> yeah. Wow, that's so superstitious of you. I, well, I don't think, oh, the rest of my year, but it's like you want to kiss somebody at the stroke of midnight. Yeah. Oh, this year, because we're doing a Spanish night, There's a tradition called 12 grapes, and you eat one grape for each of the strikes of midnight. So I think we're going to do it. I love that. I love grapes. I think it's like, you know, for sweetness in each month of
1: the year. Sure. That's pretty fat. That's a a grape per second. (laughs) That's (laughs) like, are you (laughs) swallowing (laughs) them? That's whole? That's Maybe we'll do it over 12 minutes. I know that is a bit hard.
0: That's fun, though. I like stuff like that. Because I think... Introducing a little bit of ceremony to yes. me feels very important. Like to me that's what makes New Year's nice is that it's all gearing up to this one moment and to newness. So I think like I would almost rather be either with people that I love or like in a Zen monastery by myself. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like
1: there's some some feeling yes. of... Yes. And being like in kind of in a lockdown situation. Yeah. Where you...
0: Got to be it, locked down. Yeah. You
1: got to... It's, it's more fun if you're with the same people like hours ahead of time, but you're definitely like, you want to be... You don't want to be in transit during this, the, at the stroke of midnight, which happens sometimes. Ooh. Another thing we learned this year: for your Spanish party, you have to have a perón, which Carl Hess, when he was on, talked about. He's like the, he's representing perones, like bringing perones back again. Oh my God, I do! I have to. I oh, have to! It's so Shit. celebratory! It's like you pour wine, you know, into your mouth. I, I have that video and picture on our Instagram, but must find perón. Oh, a Peron. it's so it's so festive and fun. Duh. Yes. Ooh, so much champagne, caviar, getting dressed up, all of those sparkly, glittery, it's like... Wear all of your uh, sparkly outfit, every piece of sparkly clothing you have. But
0: I think that's why I don't understand why people don't enjoy New Year's. Because to me, it's like, well, it's an excuse to get dressed up in a fun way and to drink a delicious drink and like to cheers. Yeah.
1: I think it might have to do with just like, am I going to have the most fun? How do I have the most fun?
0: If you tell yourself that you're not going to have the most fun, then you'll probably have a great time. Yeah. Like it's just another night. It's just happens to be celebrating something
1: specific. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, that's true. But it does feel momentous, especially when, like, this year it's the end of a decade. Yeah. Um, thank God there's no, like, computer crazy thing happening at the end of this decade. Remember Y2K? That's yeah, so of It was insane. It was so weird. We were all, like, so relieved that the world didn't explode. But of course I it did. I still
0: don't understand how people actually thought that was going to happen. I mean, listen, I didn't invent the computer oh, as I, we've established. Well, you have to
1: listen to that podcast, Y2K. It's so interesting. Oh, okay.
0: Because it's something about the ones and the zeros, right?
1: Yeah. And it's like, well, if the computer, if all of the (laughs) computers had shut down, you have to think about like the stock market, the economy, like everything would have stopped. And it. I don't know. But yes, it it was taken a step too far. Anyway. Any favorite (laughs) things about for you for
0: New Year's, like traditions that you would like to enact or that you usually
1: do, Well, people you're
0: usually with?
1: One thing I'll mention that I haven't, I've never done, but my parents who used to throw a... Epic New Year's party um, at our home in Chicago. They would do like a white elephant at New Year's. Oh, so it was really nice. It was not just like, hey, we're eating and drinking and waiting. It was like, oh, and now at you know 10 p.m. we're gonna like do a fun gift exchange. I'm doing it. Yeah. I'm doing it. What yeah. do you think? I should make the rules. Um, under under twenty, 20? under twenty, and great. You know, perfect. And that's like I'm just totally adding a, a fun bit of like. You know, feeling good and giving a present on New Year's feels and nice. White elephant is the one where you can trade, right? Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. And I think you can make a rule like you can only trade something twice or else it can turn into mayhem if there's one thing that everyone wants. As Ari was talking about it, a white elephant that she did at her old job. Uh, this was years and years and years ago, but I was at a holiday party for a place I used to work that shall not be named. And someone brought um drugs to the white elephant and it was like mayhem cuz everyone was trading for it. Yep. Not me, but everyone I mean everyone wanted this. One thing. <gasps> I would never touch the stuff. No, but that's a fun thing like party things to bring to a white elephant. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Sparklers,
1: sparklers. I also do love that. Like all, I love trinkets. Like I love like a an old fashioned like paper. What are those things called? I like think a this little happened to kazoo. us the other day, and we kept calling it a kazoo. It's not a kazoo. It's, it's not like a, kazoo, a blowy it's the other one. <laughs> paper blow thing. I love those little balls that you can get that you just pop open, and it's just like a surprise or like a little explosion. Like Have a, you seen a those?
0: cracker, like a Christmas cracker. Yeah, we're doing Christmas crackers this year. I'm very Ooh.
1: excited. Are you, are you putting one on everyone's plate? Yeah. Oh. oh. hey. Oh, yes. yes. Just little surprises. Yeah. And like, I You're love very that. good with little surprises. Oh, I feel like I
0: always picture like being in a, like in a food store with you and you giving me this eye that's like, I have a secret and then we get out and you like put chocolate <laughs> into everybody's hands or something.
1: That's the me. Best. That's me. I hope that you guys all have a really wonderful New Year's Eve. We'd love to hear about them and see pictures and hear about your own traditions. Hopefully we'll have
0: lots of stories. Nothing too... Uh, You know, treacherous, torturous, torrid.
1: Guys, happy new year. Happy end of a decade. And remember, we're going to be off next week, but we will see you and uh, talk to you again on January 9th. Happy new year. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas again. And we're coming to you on Kwanzaa. Yeah. Happy Kwanzaa, everybody. Happy
0: about to be new year.
1: Yeah. Go out there and... Have the best New Year's Eve ever. Be generous. Be festive. Wear all of your most crazy things. And at the same time, don't put too much pressure on it. It's all good. No, and we'll see you back in 2020 for more of season two of having a night.